0: Thought session. Thought session. Thought session. Thought session. Thought session. Hi, this is Eric, and joining me on Thought Session is Lolita Charal. A.K.A. Low. That's it. She is a best-selling author of "Take Action: Twenty-One Steps on How to Take Action and Get Results in Real Estate." She's the co-founder of a real estate company and a digital marketing agency. She served as a panelist at the Black Enterprise Entrepreneurs Expo in Atlanta, Georgia, and she's also made guest appearances as a highly sought-after mentor and coach for up-and-coming entrepreneurs. She's also the creator of the Low Show podcast, a great format that inspires other entrepreneurs to step up into greatness. Low, welcome to Thought Session. How are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. And thank you so, so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Hey, you know, it is my pleasure and uh, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us to give us your spiel on this entrepreneurial concept. And, Where are you calling in from today?
1: I am here in Northwest Fort Worth. It's a small town right outside of uh, Fort Worth called Hazlitt. So I've been here, lived here for the last uh, 13 or 14 years, myself and my partner. We purchased a house when it was first built here and um, we started our business around the same time, a real estate investing company. Yeah, so that's where I'm located.
0: Sounds like you're pretty deep in this real estate, Gabe, but first of all, tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get started?
1: Oh, great question. A little bit of my background. I'm originally from East Texas, so it's a small East Texas town called Henderson, Henderson, called Henderson. About three hours from here and I'm really close to my, my family. I'm an only child to my mother. She was 14 when she had me, so super young. So her parents, my grandparents, helped to raise me along with her three brothers, which are my three uncles. So, and today I'm still an only child and I'm the only grandchild to my grandparents or my grandfather. My grandmother passed away in 2016, but I really had a a very interesting and fun uh, upbringing. You know, my grandparents helped raise me, my uncles helped raise me and man, they allowed me to just be free and be my own creative self. You know, being an only child, you're creative. I was super hyper, which today they would probably label me as ADD, you know, as they do to kids. So my mom put me in everything. So I I played uh, little league softball, you know, as a kid, you know, um, in the band, Uh, did Jump Rope for Heart uh, growing up. So I was always in something. So I do have that background of just, you know, different things, Uh, played sports. And uh, I entered into the military, my 11th grade year to the reserves. So when I graduated high school, um, I went to training. So I stayed as a reservist for six years. Um, I did college at Shaw University for a semester or two, lost my mind. So I had to come back home after semesters. (laughs)
0: Lost (laughs) my mind.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But uh, came back home. And actually, um, my cousins and I, because I I grew up in the church also. So I come from a family of singers. And um, me and two of my cousins decided to enter a talent competition where Steve Harvey uh, was uh, the guest. And during this time in the early 90s, he was um, doing Showtime at the Apollo. So a good friend of his that lived in East Texas had him to come do A talent show so we entered it and we won and the ultimate prize was to go to New York and to appear on Showtime at the Apollo so we did that and check this out my grandmother my great-grandmother my mom my uncles they all went with us it was looking back at it that was probably one of the best and most priceless priceless times in my life so we went to the Apollo, Families Dance whole community city, excited. We performed. We didn't win, but we didn't get booed off. So the Sandman didn't get us. <laughs> <laughs> but coming from that experience, um, we uh, were able to get a, a record contract with an independent record company out of Houston, Texas. So we recorded an album. We traveled you know, all over the United States, and we actually went to Germany, did a little uh, tour there. So, man, it was fun. And that was probably my first taste of, you know, entrepreneurship uh, and just really making a decision as a young woman to not go to college, not work, but really to jump out there and see how the singing thing could do. Well, for about eight years, nine years of my life, uh, we traveled and, and, man, we met everybody from and performed with everyone from like Kurt Franklin, Mary Mary, uh Bobby Jones. We uh, we did the one album and I decided to go ahead and kind of break away. So, you know, it it was such an incredible time in my life. But again, you know, I was learning so much when it came to being an entrepreneur. Because back then there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't my space. You know, we had to hustle, we had to sell CDs from the trunk of our cars or from my vans whenever we drive From here, 10 hours to North Carolina to seeing at two or three different churches, you know. So that was my real taste, if you will, of entrepreneurship during that time uh, and understanding the importance of marketing yourself and getting out there. Um, But after that experience, like I said, uh, I didn't start, you know, my own business um, and did it full time, not until after Countrywide. So I worked for Countrywide for about four or five years and then got laid off when, the, you know, the housing market and everything went down uh, in 07. So this is the
0: mortgage, the Countrywide, the mortgage player, right?
1: Yes, the mortgage company. Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, worked there, worked in sales for about four or five years. And, you know, when the economy got bad in 07, they shut down our department. And that's when I decided, you know what, uh, I've always been interested in real estate. And I had started studying real estate about six months before we got laid off and just networking with some of my coworkers that were already in real estate that had owned properties. And um, I was introduced to a strategy of how you can enter in with not a lot of money or any money or credit. And so, of course, that piqued my interest. So long story short, I've learned about real estate wholesaling and um, had closed the deal before uh, we got laid off. And once we were laid off, I just decided I'm jumping in with two feet and I haven't looked back since. So I've been working as an entrepreneur full time uh, since 07. So
0: I know that the shift in the market kind of led to it a little bit, but did you always know that you would be working for yourself at some point?
1: Very good question. I did. I mean, I, I, I had a lawn care service, um, I think, my, uh, the summer of me going to my senior year. And uh, so I was always doing something. Uh, and I knew kind of early on. And I think my mom knew, too. And it, it made her a nervous wreck. But, <laughs> you know, she's so supportive. She, she always has been. She was just nervous in the beginning because it was new. You know, nobody else in the family had really just kind of leaped out there like that. Uh, from having a nine to five, you know, going to college, having a nine to five or whatever. And I did it, you know, and I've been doing it, but it's a lot. And I I can tell you early on uh, when starting uh, a real estate investing company with my partner, her name is Carla Johnson and she's a licensed realtor. um, I took a lot of time to learn social media and marketing. So I'm glad that I was an early adopter of learning how it works and how to create a brand and how to put yourself out there, Uh, especially now. I mean, everything has changed uh, with business. Everything has changed with the world since March of this year. And you have so many businesses that uh, are closing down. You have so many businesses that have had to be pushed to adopt technology and to facilitate and help their employees work from home or those employees are getting laid off. They're losing their jobs. So, you know, for people that have not adapted to technology and social media, it's, it's kind of rough on them. But for those of us that have and understand the importance of it, um, it's, it's pretty much everything right now.
0: So. You're exactly right. It's difficult because it's one thing to understand it. And it's another thing to be able to implement certain campaigns um, successfully. Right. It, it, Absolutely. It's the fact that you can leverage the experience, expertise and um, the, the wisdom from folks that have gone before you is, is great in and of itself. But the fact that there are people out there um, such as yourself that are so willing to share um, the information and it's uh, you know that type of mindset and that willingness to share and collaborate has gotten me where I am and and hopefully will take me where I want to go. So I, I tend to seek out folks that have that that spirit about them and 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 I and I think it's great that you're willing to to help other people do that. And speaking of helping people, uh, tell us about your particular real estate company. I mean, um, what services do you provide? right and and how can you help somebody become an entrepreneur
1: absolutely great question and thanks for asking Uh, heartstone buys houses is a full-service real estate investing company here in the Dallas Fort Worth area Um, we help homeowners we help uh, buyers we help investors uh, pretty much with all of their real estate needs so uh, they're looking to buy looking to sell looking to invest Uh, then we can service them. We can help them. Um, We also, we've done everything from wholesaling to buy and hold, to buy, fix, and flip, you know, so, because there's so many ways, there's so many different components, you know, when you start talking about real estate (laughs) investing. So we pretty much done a majority of it all, but we mainly like to focus on helping uh, sellers, homeowners that need to sell, and people that are looking to buy and also working with investors. We also teach, I have a whole coaching program and I have an online coaching program. Uh, It's called the Virtual Entrepreneurs Academy. And that's where we have different courses uh, for people that's interested in learning how to buy and sell houses virtually using your cell phone or your laptop. We teach that. I'm working on, which I think is really important, especially for this time, Because you have a lot of people that's unemployed that's not going to go back to work. You're going to have a small percentage to say, you know what? I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to jump out with both feet in. And you have to have a certain mindset in order to be successful, in order to be an entrepreneur. And so we're creating a course that we're going to add uh, within the Virtual uh, Entrepreneurs Academy to help those individuals that say, you know what? Yep, I think I'm ready. And this is where you need to start. (laughs) <laughs> i got you
0: But these conversations you learn so much when people are so willing to share because so often and you've probably experienced this you've probably had a hundred people that could have helped you out in the past how many of that hundred actually did right? right so to have one less no you know, it, 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 can, it can make or break somebody that's looking for that opportunity. And I, I know you have when you're helping people, you know, trying to discover, hey, you know, as far as this real estate, where I'm trying to get into um, a personal home, you know, or, or investment. If you're making that information um, available to the point where people can consume that virtually, I think that's great. And what tell us about your YouTube channel and some of the different uh, content that you have out there.
1: Sure. Well, with my YouTube, it's so interesting. With the YouTube channel, I started that. It might have been seven or eight years ago. And I don't know how much of the videos you've kind of gone through or consumed, but there was a period of time where I was consistent with content, and I was just playing with it to start. Because I, I, but I knew I, I, I was always comfortable once I got on stage, even with singing. It's so crazy. Even to this day, I can be asked to perform and I'll be a nervous wreck until I get on stage and open my mouth. Then I'm I'm totally different, but it's like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm able to. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah, oh, definitely.
1: And it's like you have to get to that point, you know? And one of the things I was gonna share with you is this point in my career as an entrepreneur, because I've been through so much, when I started, I had my why, why was I becoming an entrepreneur? And I had goals. Well, that's changed. A few of those things have changed over time because I've gone through so much. Mm -hmm. And I believe that one of my purposes at this point as an entrepreneur is to continue to teach and share uh, like I'm doing on this platform, the YouTube channel, Uh, but also to encourage those of you that are listening that need to be encouraged, that have gone through some traumatic experiences and tragedies in your life, and how you can get your mojo back uh, from that. And um, because we've we've I've had a lot of loss in my family, some some tragedies, and it impacted me. I was coming from the YouTube channel. If you go back and look at the videos, there were certain times throughout the years where I would do one video maybe a week, two videos a week, and then I would do one video a month or one video every two months or one video every three months. And the reason for those gaps is I was struggling, whether I was dealing with a family member that passed away tragically, you know, and I had to deal and battle with some depression. And I was still trying to work. And, you know, one, one day came and it just, It was hard for me to get out of the bed. So it took some time to work through that. But I want to share, if that's okay, with your audience. I have like a five-step blueprint of what you can do to get your mojo back if you're struggling. And I know a lot of people that are talented entrepreneurs that are thinking about not doing it anymore or there's people that want to jump in but they may be fearful or there's things going on in their life like there's things going on in everybody's life right now but i want to share this blueprint with you and hopefully it'll help you is that okay
0: that's fine
1: i call it my five f's the first f is faith so i am in no way trying to get anyone to any type of religious you know affiliation but I'm just simply sharing my faith. Growing up has been my foundation, and that's what's hap- that is one of the main things that has helped me to get better when I was going through depression and couldn't really work, and I wasn't at my best. The second F is being able to communicate often with family and friends. It's a twofold F. So being able to communicate often whether it's through text messages, whether it's phone calls with your mother, sister, brother. And a lot of times you have friends that's like family. Family's not always blood, but you have to talk with often someone who loves you, who's rooting for you. That's important. The third F is fitness, and that's a part of self-care. You have to take care of yourself. That was a point because I've always been athletic. there was a point I let myself go. I was eating everything. I was drinking a lot. And I blew up, I blew up like 30 or 40 pounds over what I am now. And I didn't feel my best. I wasn't my best. I was sluggish. And once I got a grip, once I got a grip and I shifted my mindset and I started back working out, eating cleaner, um, then it changed my life because my, my self-confidence Just jumped, right? And that's what helps. When you feel good, you look good. It boosts your confidence. So two and a half years, I've kept the weight off. Uh, The fourth F is funny. You got to laugh. One of my favorite scriptures, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit crushes the bones. There's a lot of things going on right now that is designed to crush your bones, but you have to find a way how to smile, how to laugh, and you have to pull from whatever you have to pull from. What I do, I have three friends I've been friends with for over 30 years. We text each other every day. Hey girl, what's up? Hey girl, how you doing? How you feeling? Just this helps. Just this helps. It's like medicine. We laugh, we look at funny videos. So if you find yourself on a weight in a cloud and you can't pull yourself out, look at a funny video. Think about something funny. Call a friend. All right. Fifth F, twofold, forgive yourself and focus. You have to forgive yourself. A lot of times we can't move forward because there's things or bad decisions or things that's happened to us that we still let weigh us down. You have to forgive yourself in order to be able to focus and move forward to what God has called you to do and what he's destined for you in your life.
0: I love it. And and, and I just want to hit on that forgiveness because, you know, we're all guilty of um, not forgiving ourselves enough at some point, because some of us that are fixers, right? We want to try to fix things and we don't realize we're trying to fix the past. you got to focus and move on. That depression thing is real. real. Um, I don't even want to know if I if I call it a clinical condition at this point. I think it is so common. Mm-hmm. I think many of us, all of our strong brothers and sisters out there, they just move in spite of, but that doesn't mean that we're dealing with it. And and I love that you hit on the funny part. For me, when, when I was dealing with that, it was The Price is Right. I watched that every day. That's Somebody awesome. won something. Even the losers got a consolation prize, yeah. and yeah. I needed that, right? Because yeah. Bob Barker, Drew, they talked to me. I never could get on that show but I knew I was spinning the wheel, <laughs> you know, go yeah. for it, go for it. You know? And, and then now after that, um, my high started to approach the lows again, but knowing that that next day I could, I could see that next episode. And I had people that would just sit with me. We wouldn't talk. We would just watch prices, right? The fact that they were in that room and in that space. So the fact that you say you've got friends that you can reach out to every day, it, it makes a difference because some of us don't have circles, that we can reach out and touch. Um, but we have to try to find them because it's a yeah. network. We're all connected, right?
1: Right, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. You said The Price is Right. That was my grandmother's favorite shows when she was alive. So it's, it's interesting how certain things will do it for you or will help you, right? Love that.
0: This is supposed to be all about you, <laughs> not about me. Uh, <laughs> I love it. For those of us that are not that deep into real estate, what are some of the differences between wholesaling versus just investing? I mean, how, how does that work?
1: Sure, great question. So when, you, when you're wholesaling, think about you being a matchmaker. And what you're trying to put together is um, somebody that's motivated, a homeowner that's motivated to sell their house. And you have an investor, buyer, that's interested in buying that house. And you are the individual, the investor, the wholesaler in the middle that's going to put them together. And out of that, you're going to make money. So let me give you another example. Let's say um, I talk to Miss Adams. Miss Adams uh, has a house here in Dallas that's vacant. Let's say Miss Adams lives in about 30 minutes away, um, but she wants to sell it now because she needs the money. Let's say the house that Miss Adams has to sell is worth 100000 But it's been vacant for a while. It's in really bad shape. And she don't want to put any money into it. She just wants her money and she wants to get out to be done with it. So what I'll do is go in and, re- and negotiate with her and talk to her. Number one, see what she wants first and see if that's something we can work with. So, for example, she says, well, all I want is maybe 30000 cash. Okay. So she wants 30,000. Let's say the house needs about 10, 15 or 20,000 in work. So what I do is do my numbers without getting too technical. I'll do my numbers. <clears throat> I'd say, okay, Ms. Adams, we can do 30,000 all cash. And then I talk to an investor and say, hey, you've been looking for a house over here that you wanna buy, fix and flip up, right? And clean up and flip, right? Yeah, okay. Well, I have one for 50,000 all cash. And it needs $20,000 in work. So, what I've just done, got me? What I've just done is got into a contract agreement with Ms. Adams with what she wants. And I found an investor and got him what he wants. And as a wholesaler, I get paid that difference. So, the difference from $30 to $50 is $20,000. So, that's just a really, really quick, simple example of what real estate wholesaling is. And it does not require you to use your own money, or even use your credit. So that's what I teach. That's what I teach people to do.
0: Your company has been launched, what, 13 years now, right? Mm-hmm. So what's next for you? What, what's on your horizon?
1: Oh, well, currently, we are creating content and adding it to our virtual Entrepreneurs Academy. Um, so that's fun. I, I like creating. That's fun. Um, also we are still actively doing deals. Um, we have, I think seven agents. That's a part of our team that work with us. I have a couple of students uh, that I've taught the business that works with us part time. So, uh, yeah, we're still plugging away as far as our real estate, you know, a real estate company and doing business, but, uh, on the creating content, I love that. Um, and writing, so, I, you know, I enjoy that. And also doing interviews like this. So I, I love talking and sharing. Uh, I've gotten more comfortable with sharing my story because it's who I am. So I always haven't been comfortable with that. But over the last few years, I've gotten more comfortable. So.
0: Well, it, it tells us that you're human and it reminds us that we're human. And it's something powerful about that message, right? If we wanted to learn more about your brand and the services that you provide, where would we go?
1: I would like everyone, um, go to my YouTube channel. You can go to watch.takeactionlow.com.
0: Okay, and we'll be sure to include that link uh, for all of our listeners in the show notes. Uh, Lo, thank you so much for stopping by to talk to us on Thought Session and sharing your story and uh, the service and your offerings, okay?
1: You're more than welcome. And I just want to leave one thing with, with your audience you guys remember, now is the time to take action to do things different so that you can be better.
0: Love it. Lo, thank you so much. And um, we wish you the best of success in your future endeavors, okay?
1: All right. Thank you. God bless.
0: Thought, thought, session. session. Thought, session. session.